1: Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for taking the time to download us on a Friday. Thanks for joining us. A lot to cover on a weekend edition or kicking off a weekend edition of the show. We're going to catch up with Massachusetts head coach Walt Bell, the head coach, the new head coach of the Minutemen. Talk about his new job with the Minutemen. What does he make of his program, and also what are his impressions of BYU as the Cougars and the Minutemen are set to do battle once again this fall we'll catch up with him as our 12 and 12 preview series of opponents continues on with week 11. We'll get to that in the second and third segments of today's show. First segment of today's show, we talk about Alex Muti, a new uh, addition to BYU's football program via a verbal commitment he announced yesterday on Twitter. We'll also break down day number 76 as we continue to head towards the Holy War. Talk about Harris Lachance, the redshirt freshman offensive lineman, could end up being a three year starter for BYU at minimum. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But reminder for you guys that today's podcast is brought to you by our good friend, good friends at hotels.com the himalaya podcast app and twillery we'll tell you about all three of those companies throughout today's show so let's get going this is locked on cougars for june 14th it's flag day in 2019 Alright guys, I'm Jay Catch. Welcome on in. I'm your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's a blast to bring this podcast to you guys each and every day. Excited to speak with UMass Head Coach Walt Bell here in a moment. Let's start things off though today with the news that came out yesterday on Twitter that Alex Muti has committed to BYU. He plays for Kona Waena High School in Hawaii. Uh, Outside linebacker slash defensive end project. Currently listed at 6'3", 190 Pounds uh, mainly plays kind of that rush end spot for his high school based on the film I saw. But the I guess what he's told people and the stories I've read about him and whatnot is it kind of depends on where he uh, ends up weight wise and development wise, where he ends up playing in the at the collegiate level. But BYU picks up a, th- a three star commitment for the 2020 class and. I think this is a good pickup for the Cougars. Uh, We're scheduled to speak with Muti, I believe, next week on the podcast. We'll catch up with him, let you hear some of his thoughts on his reason to commit to BYU. But very exciting to have another addition to BYU's class. Uh, This guy, when you watch him on his film, he shows the ability just to get into the backfield and create havoc. And anymore in college football, that's what it's all about, is those havoc plays, being able to get into the backfield and force turnovers, force quarterbacks to step up, strip sacks, uh, tackling players for loss, running backs, wide receivers, et cetera. And that's one thing that I really like about what I see from Muti on his film is he's able to get in the backfield, he's got a good first step, and is he's just... Got and also one other thing he's got good hands as a defensive end you have to be able to get your hand placement you have to be able to get past guys use your hands they like to use the term violent hands when you're a defensive end or a rush specialist and that's what Alex shows on his high school film we'll see how he develops for BYU I'm very interested to see uh, if he has mission plans etc like I said we're going to have him on the podcast early next week to talk about that so stay tuned for that kick off the week the right way next week but Inter an interesting pickup for the Cougars. I think a prospect that is a tweener uh, in terms of just his size, six three, 198 pounds, uh, doesn't necessarily have the height and the weight you want for either the rush end position or a linebacker at this point, but he has the frame you can kind of see it on film that you think could fill that out and depending how much weight he's able to put on and keep his speed that he shows on film as well where he ends up playing at the collegiate level. So a solid pickup all the same for BYU and excited to catch up with him early next week to talk about his commitment to the coup. Um, other news in today's podcast we need to cover includes it's day number 76 as we head towards the 2019 Holy War on August 29th against uh, Utah and our Holy War player countdown series continues. We stop today on day number 76. Number 76 on the roster is redshirt freshman offensive lineman Harris LeChance, a six foot eight, 303 pound prospect, truly impressive player. I th- when he signed with BYU coming off a mission he had originally signed with Utah State before going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, He was projected to play defensive line coming out of Harriman High School here locally along the Wasatch Front, but coming back he gained some weight and it looks like his frame had filled out, so he decided he opted to go to BYU, and I think he spent his redshirt year very well, because coming into spring ball he really took over that right tackle position that Austin Hoyt vacated after graduating last year, and Talking to some members of the staff at BYU, they feel like he has got an NFL future about him. He's got the records with size that you want to see for an NFL guy: six foot eight, three hundred and three pounds tall, length, lengthy project. Guy who's actually not afraid to get after it. Very impressive, and it'll be interesting to see if he's able to lock down that right tackle position. But like I said, talking to some members of the BYU staff, they believe that he's got an NFL future ahead of them, and they believe they have at least a three-year starter if he stays healthy at at least the right tackle position. They also believe he has the ability to move over to left tackle if need be, but currently Brady Christensen, a sophomore, a freshman All-American candidate a year ago, he's got the left side locked down. So BYU has their pair of bookend tackles, it appears, and they're quite young. Uh, Harris LeChance, a redshirt freshman, Brady Christensen, a sophomore left tackle. You could have both these tackles working together for at least two years. And if it's true, these the coaches, what they're projecting for a guy like Harris LeChance, BYU fans should be very excited because he could be a big time difference maker, a key cog in BYU's offense over the next two to three years. So Harris LeChance, day number 76, we continue to count you down towards the Holy War on August 29th. Exciting uh, to hear. About him. I, I The story about him is just kind of cool because he had a, a grandpa who was a big BYU fan, kind of put him in uh, contact with BYU after his mission. He'd kind of indicated he didn't necessarily want to go back to Utah State, who he had signed with. Uh, BYU took the gamble, and it looks like at the minimum right now, they're going to have a starting left tackle, or starting right tackle, excuse me, not left tackle, starting right tackle, who is a redshirt freshman. They expect big things from him. This BYU offensive line, I've talked about it multiple times on this. This podcast is expected to be a Keith cog in BYU's offensive machine this year should help lead the way be that tip of the spear that Jeff Grimes likes to term them and I really feel like this offensive line is looking very good at least right now so to go through fall camp hopefully avoid any injuries major injuries at that point and hopefully this line can stay intact but I think the depth is there and I think the top line starters for the offensive line I think have got bright futures ahead of them. So, Harris Lachance, player number 76 in our Holy War player countdown as we continue to count you down towards the Holy War. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk with UMass head coach Walt Bell. Uh, BYU will face UMass in their 11th game to be their uh, final road trip of the season. Actually, not the final road trip of the season. They go to San Diego State, who we talked about last week, but second to last road trip of the season on November 23rd. They'll head to Amherst to McGuirk Alumni Stadium out there in Amherst, Massachusetts. And we're going to catch up with Walt Bell, the new head coach of the Minutemen, coming up next to get his thoughts on taking over this program and what he expects to do as the Minutemen's new head coach. All right, before we do that, do want to talk today, talk to you today about Twillery.com. Uh, of course, Father's Day is just a couple of days away, guys. If you haven't figured out what you're going to get your dad, check out Twillery.com and help him restock his closet, speaking of shirts, and make it as easy as restocking the soda in his or your fridge easy affordable and the perfect fit guaranteed it's a fantastic new thing the shirts they have sent me i've really enjoyed them they're non-iron they work well they breathe extremely well they're untuckable if you don't if your father is a guy that doesn't have to wear a dress shirt per se every day to work or but he prefers to wear you can get untuckable shirts Just check it out, guys. I also have a thing called the Friday shirt, a dress shirt made with PK fabric. Wear it with a tie or to play golf. So they have every type of shirt you need to have your wardrobe completely stocked at all times. So check it out, guys. Go to twillery.com slash locked on and also use the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and receive $25 off your first order. You can get shirts as low as $55 per shirt when you bundle them together and they have free and easy shipping and returns. If it doesn't work out, send it back they'll take care of you, make sure it's right. It's guaranteed. So check it out, guys. Twillery.com T-W-I-L-L-O-R-Y dot com slash locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N receive $25 off and also until Sunday they have a limited time Father's Day special. Enjoy a free set of bottle opener collar stays. That's only valid, like I said, until Sunday. So get on it, guys. Go to Twillery.com slash locked on that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N $25 off. Twillery.com one of the proud sponsors right here on
0: That's kabotaorangedays.com
1: Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on this edition of the podcast. Pleased to welcome in Walt Bell, the new head coach of the UMass Minutemen to the show. Coach, how are you today?
2: I am good, brother. Yourself?
1: Doing alright. I guess we'll start here. What attracted you to take over this job with the Minutemen?
2: Um, you know, interesting you asked that. I think I just a- answered that question about five minutes ago in recruiting. Um, you, you know, number one for me was just the, the upper momentum of the university. You know, seven years ago when our chancellor took the job, there was 25,000 applicants. Today, there's 42,000 applicants a year. Um, so, the the academic profile of the incoming student over the last seven years has skyrocketed as well um the amount of money that, that our athletic department our university has poured into the football program I'm, I'm standing in a three-year-old brand new football facility um we'll have completion of an indoor facility in november um you know they're kind of gutting one side of the, the stadium in the end zone to build brand new lofts and club seating and then kind of a beer garden and just they're just great momentum here you know and and um, anytime you're a head football coach uh, or you're thinking about becoming a head football coach or debating on a job, just, I just thought that they were unbelievably willing, very desperate for success, and, and kind of willing to do the things, you know, that it took to build a really good football program. And secondly, um, just from Washington, D.C., which is six hours away, to Boston, there's great population density, um, great big people. When you start talking about the DMV, um, New Jersey, Philadelphia, there's great basketball, which means there's going to be great skill kids, and so I just thought we had a great recruiting footprint as well, uh, one that I've recruited before and I'm familiar with, and so between all the momentum at the school, the recruiting footprint, you know, and then third, you know, kind of selfishly and personally, you know, having a chance to go somewhere and really kind of, you know, help build a football program from scratch, um, you know, obviously. Coach Whipple did a great job, you know, bridging the gap and and the transition from one double A to one A football, and so just excited to go somewhere and really kind of try to do things that hadn't been done before, and so, you know, those three reasons are really why.
1: All right, you talked about working in the DMV one. I know you've been around the coaching sphere there in the eastern United States. UMass finds himself in a similar position to BYU being an independent at the football bowl subdivision level. Um, how does UMass and how do you see UMass functioning in that element as being an independent program?
2: Yeah, you know, for me, I think that was one of the questions I had when I first took the job. You know, and then the more I kind of dove into it, the more I met with Ryan and Ryan's ability, you know, for them to negotiate their own media deals, their own media partners, you know, and how much, you know, you know, it being fiscally better, you know, for our football program, you know, in terms of generating, you know, kind of capital, you know, being independent, and then number two, the ability to kind of control scheduling, you know, and. You know, just having the ability to build not only a really exciting schedule but a really manageable schedule. So, just kind of the combination of those two things. You know, other than you know your typical, you're just kind of so ingrained from the time you're a you know sixth or seventh grader about winning a conference championship, winning a conference championship, winning a conference championship. You know, and, and, and so you, your goal changes a little bit. You know, but I, I I don't see any issue with it. You know, I'm kind of excited for the schedule that we have and excited for what Ryan can do you know from a financial perspective to keep this thing moving
1: all right so looking at your roster and correct me if i'm wrong here but i show about three guys coming back on offense who were starters a year ago of course andy isabella was kind of the headliner of that team a year ago he's now in the nfl where do you see your offense at at this point as you kind of get ready for this 2019 season coming up
2: you know, for I mean, we're we're really young. Um, you know, we have a good bit of inexperience. You know, kind of at the skill positions, um, at quarterback, we've got a few kids that have played some game reps. But um, having said that, you know, every time you're in the first year of a system, you know, there's going to be some hiccups. You know, there, there's a ton of learning to do. You know, but I'm really excited about the group of kids we have. You know, and not only from a, a talent standpoint really excited about how they work you know how they really kind of dove and tried to learn the system and you know seeing these guys throwing on their own and just really excited to get into fall camp and, and see how far they can.
1: I know you didn't coach him but having a guy like Andy Isabella who kind of blew up during the pre-draft process does get drafted how can that help you guys when you go out on the road recruiting?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it's huge, you know, especially not only Andy getting drafted in the second round, but he kind of became the Cinderella story of the draft, Mm -hmm. you know, and that type of press, you know, is invaluable in recruiting because at the end of the day, especially in the situation that we're in, where, you know, in recruiting, you're really trying to paint the picture of what could be, you know, as opposed to what has happened or, you know, some longstanding tradition, you know, when you're trying to paint the picture of what could be, to have that guy kind of as a you know living, breathing example of what all these kids hope to do someday and knowing that they can get that done right here for us, it's been huge.
1: I know your background is in offense. Have you kind of established what you'd like your identity on offense to be with the Minutemen, or is that still to be determined once fall camp arrives?
2: No, you know, we are who we are. You know, we're going to be a spread back, no huddle. We're going to play probably as wide as any team in America and try to play as fast as any team in the country. And so, um, you know, again, excited to see how we improve, you know, from spring throughout the summer and get into fall camp and get going.
1: You working at Florida State with Willie Taggart, how much of an influence did he have on you?
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're – you know, Coach Taggart, you know, obviously he, he's got an incredible amount of work to do at Florida State, and I have zero doubt that he's going to get that done there. You know, he's such a, he's a great man. I, I think with Coach Taggart, you know, not so much the X and O stuff, but uh, I think he's got an unbelievable rapport with the kids. You know, he's a guy that, that you know, he's a good culture builder, you know, and so I, I think more for him just the off the field stuff and, and, and personality management is kind of where he excels.
1: With you taking over as a first-time head coach, has there been anything that's been surprising to you in terms of just uh, the, what happens in terms of what encompasses being a head coach versus have been, having been an assistant coach?
2: Um honestly not yet but we haven't started you know we we haven't really had an unbelievable amount of adversity yet either <laughs> you know and i think a lot of that just the credit is due to our kids and how receptive they've been and how well those guys have bought in so i haven't had a ton of issues yet our administration's been incredible um you know the the, the people around the program you know that have, have you know donated so generously to help build this program and and you know, from everything that we've got going from the stadium to this football facility to the indoor, I mean, so everybody's been incredible, and, you know, everybody's so willing to help, you know, not a ton of issues yet.
1: With those investments, have you have you seen recruits, uh, in terms of, like, an uptick in interest when you say, hey, we have all this new stuff coming into this program, is, does that cause recruits maybe to sit up a little more straight and pay a little more attention in your mind?
2: You know, I think the biggest thing is just when they get here and they see it for themselves.
1: Okay. You know,
2: because... Um, you know, having been a part of some really good programs, Arkansas State and Southern Miss and Memphis and Maryland and North Carolina, I mean, we, our football facility, our end zone facility is as good as any place that I've been, you know, not, not in time, I mean, just very functional, you know, obviously anytime anything's new, it helps, but, you know, incredibly functional, incredibly well-designed, well-built, so I think when kids get here on campus and they see what we really have to offer, you know. I think that's been the biggest thing, you know, is when like kids can actually get here and put their eyes on it and they realize that, you know, first-class facilities, we're, we, you know, four years running U.S. News World Reports number one on-campus dining in the country, so they're going to eat well, they're going to live well, you know, they're going to be taken care of, you know, and so to me it's just we, we've got a whole part, you know, place, and so just really excited to, you know, have all these tools to recruit with.
1: I didn't know that about the dining. That's actually kind of a unique, unique trait you can yeah. point to. Absolutely. All right, we'll take a time out here. Come back, talk a little bit more with Walt Bell, a little more in particular, Coach, about BYU, your upcoming showdown with them this season, et cetera. But before we do that, though, do want to remind you guys that today's show is brought to you by our good friends of the Himalaya Podcast App. Of course, this podcast is available on all the major podcast platforms: Google Play, Apple, Spotify, anywhere podcast can be found. But I want to encourage you guys to check us out on the Himalaya Podcast App. The Himalaya Podcast app has got every podcast you'd ever want. It's free. It's easy to use. It can be downloaded on all the app stores that you use. Yeah, the app store, Google Play Store, whatever phone you have. Wherever you download apps, go download the Himalaya Podcast app. One of my favorite things about this app is it has personally curated playlists. If you like to listen to certain segments of it, they'll build a playlist for you that kind of takes your taste into a, into account and creates new ones for you. So check it out, guys. Go to the Himalaya Podcast app, download it on the, whatever app store you use for whatever phone you have, and check us out, the Locked on Cougars podcast on the Himalaya Podcast app. More in a moment with head coach Walt Bell from the UMass Minutemen. This is Locked on Cougars.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA,
1: Back to Locked On Cougars, continuing on here with UMass head coach Walt Bell. Coach, you faced BYU in your regular season finale this year. It'll be the second-to-last game for BYU. What uh, I know you've worked mainly in the East and the South in your coaching career, but what is your perception of BYU been as a whole throughout your coaching career?
2: Uh, I think that, you know, obviously having never played against BYU, have seen them many times in crossover, have coached with so many guys that have competed against them, I think the first thing is just the, the toughness. You know, what I mean, I, I think even, you know, I, my first memories of BYU were obviously LaFelle Edwards, Ty Denver, them mm-hmm. throwing the ball around like crazy. But there's always been an edge and a physical toughness that those guys have, have, have played with, you know, especially on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Um, but a big, tough, older, veteran group, you know, that compete. You know, and and, uh, that's kind of been a staple, you know, through Coach Mendenhall, Coach Sitake. I mean, all all those guys. But just just the physical toughness, you know, and how those guys play the game, you know, have always been really impressive from afar.
1: When you... You might be able to answer this. It might be actually be a better question for the athletic administration at UMass, but BYU went independent. They're going into their ninth year of, as an independent this year. Has UMass used any of the things they've seen BYU do as an independent to help them it, being an independent as well?
2: You know what? I, I, you're exactly right. I think you prefaced that question beautifully. Is I have zero clue, sir. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the biggest thing for us. You know, I've been here for you know six and a half, seven months. That's a little bit above my pay grade, but you know, obviously, you guys have found success. You know, kind of in your avenue as independent, and, and hopefully, you know, where there's great success, there's people paying attention and you know, willing to learn lessons.
1: When it, so, you'll be facing BYU this fall. It will be the final game of a four-game series. You also face two other fellow independents this season in both Army and Liberty. Do you like uh, facing off against fellow independents because in a way that you're all in the same boat in essence and you guys can you guys can help each other out, out with scheduling.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, you know, <laughs> unfortunately Army is about as good as they've been in the last 30 or <laughs> yeah. 40 years and Coach Munkin has done an incredible job building that program and but no, it, to me, I think it's exciting to kind of have, you know, those you know, a little bit of a built-in rivalry. You know, and especially with a group that's as diverse as BYU and Army, you know, I just think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a great exercise and style of play and, you know, some of the things that make college football really special. And so, I'm I'm, I'm really excited to, to keep that going, hopefully.
1: When it comes to recruiting at UMass, it, it's a unique part of the country. The Northeast has traditionally been thought of as kind of a pro, uh, pro, pro cities, pro town, pro everything up up that direction. What do you have to do to carve out a niche for yourself with the Minutemen?
2: I think number one is just, you know, we've got to do a great job of building our own momentum, you know, whether it be through social media, print media, television, whatever it may be, you know, making sure that that, that people know we're here, you know, and making sure that we do a great job of being really aggressive and how we market ourselves and, you know, kind of being on the fringe and having to think outside the box a little bit, you know, all things that I enjoy doing. Um, you know, I think secondly, and, and, um, I think every sports fan in the world knows this is, you know, we, we, got to put a product on the field that, that, people are proud, you know, to show up and watch, you know? And I mean, I think there's no greater example than our hockey program, you know, three years ago, they won five games and there was, you know, 500 people on the stands. The day I got hired, the very next day I went to a hockey game. They're number one in the country and there's people hanging from the rafters and, you know, there's 9,000 folks in the stands. You know, and so I think we've got to do a great job of brand building one. Number two, we've got to do a great job in player, you know, player development. Um, We've got to do a great job in recruiting, you know, and ultimately we've got to give people a reason to to be excited and show up. And, you know, that's why we're here.
1: If there is one thing I know about the Northeast coach, and you're talking to a lifelong Utah, and I grew up in the state of Utah. I've been around BYU my entire life. But anything I know about Boston, Massachusetts, that general area is they love a winner. Is that kind Absolutely. of the key, key, key part to all of this?
2: Yeah, you, you know, I mean, and to me, anytime you're the majority of your fan base in a big city, whether you're the University of Miami, you know, whether you're you know the University of Maryland, you know, right outside of D.C., I mean, you, you've got to win football games. You know, anytime you live in an attractive place and there's lots of things to do, you know, you've got to give reason to folks to show up. And so we're excited to, you know, start working on that plan and building something they're proud of.
1: You played BYU at Foxboro last year, the home of the New England Patriots. Do you plan on making that kind of a regular thing, like maybe one or two games a year going forward?
2: Honestly, uh, you know, we're doing everything we can to ensure that our home games are here on our campus. Um, you know, I think that's one of the things that makes college football special, you know, is having a real home environment no matter where that is, you know. And so I think if we're really going to build this program from the ground up, when we play home football games, we got to be at home. You know, and so we're trying to do everything we can to make sure all the games that we play are at McGurk alumni stadium and that so we can kind of create that rhythm and routine of, you know, where the Minutemen play and, and, and make this thing better and better and better and more exciting as we go.
1: All right, Coach, uh, you're speaking to BYU fans. I'll give you. I'll let, the, let you have the floor a little bit here. Is there one or two players, and I know you've only been there a short time, but is there one or two players on your roster that you would like to highlight as guys you, you think could, could break out this year for the Minutemen?
2: Yeah, I think we, you know, we had, you know, I mean, obviously not knowing a ton about the football team, and obviously things that that, that will develop as we get through fall camp and into the season, you know, defensively, um, I, you know, uh, you know, pending health, you know, and some of the things, and especially how deep into the season our matchup is with you guys, um, you know, I look for Isaiah Rogers, you know. Uh, who's a corner for us you know he, he should have a really productive senior season um, Jarvis Miller who's a graduate transfer linebacker from Penn State I expect him to have a really good year um, Shannon Jr. who's a young defensive end you know kind of expecting you know to, I'm excited to see him mature and grow with the program um, you know and then you know I, I think all three of those kids you know stand a chance to have really productive seasons for us and so I'm excited to see those guys play um, offensively, you know, Ray Thomas who's an offensive lineman for us who started a ton of games, probably the, the most veteran in terms of snaps played on our football team. You know, and then Larnell Coleman, you know, a, a tackle who played a lot of games for us last year, too. Um, you know, but, you know, other than that, you know, we've still got a lot of development to do. We've still got a lot of uh, practices to go. And, you know, we, we've we still have to kind of develop an identity at skill positions. But those three kids on defense and those two linemen, you know, we're expecting really solid seasons from.
1: Coach, I can't thank you enough for the time. Look forward to catching up with you down the road, okay?
2: Absolutely. Thank you, brother.
1: Alright, there you go. That's UMass head coach Walt Bell. Can't thank him enough for taking the time. It's a pleasure to catch up with him. and It sounds like UMass has got some ambitious plans. They're working on a lot of projects. Uh, I've heard a lot about Liberty, who we'll also catch up with at some point here as well. One of BYU's opponents this season as well. They've invested a lot in their program. And it sounds like UMass is taking a little bit of that out of a little bit of their lead in terms of investing in the football program. And you heard Coach Bell say that the UMass hockey team, they've got fans sitting in the rafters, as he said, or hanging from in the Rafters. He'd like to see that with UMass football, but he said it's going to take some time. And I do think that it's going to be a rebuilding year, very much so for UMass this year. And I expect BYU should handle that game with ease, but we'll see how it all shakes out come this November. Thanks again to Walt Bell for joining the show and thank you to you guys for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. It's been a pleasure to bring this to you guys. It's a blast to do this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And I know subscribes has a negative connotation, but it's free. Go on whatever app you want to to use the download podcast, follow the show, and make sure to give us that five-star review, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. It's worth its weight in gold. So thanks again for doing that. Today's show has been brought to you by our good friends at hotels.com, reminding you guys, you don't have to hate like your friends' trips on social media. Book your own with hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. That's hotels.com. Do that, be there, get rewarded. Also brought to you today by our good friends at the Himalaya Podcast app and Twillery. Use that promo code locked on at Twillery.com slash locked on. To get $25 off and restock your closet and your shirts. Thanks again for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. Alex Mooti expected to be on the show early next week. And also, BYU Football Media Day. It is here, guys. We are ready to go. We'll be counting you down throughout the weekend with our player countdown as well. So stay tuned for all of that right here on Locked On Cougars. Have a great weekend.